Hi, this is Dr. Claire Steffen, and I'm here today to talk with you about integrative sustainability, a new model for wellness psychology. I am a psychologist, a naturopath, certified as a natural health professional and master herbalist, a national board certified counselor. I'm also certified as a coach in life coaching, wellness coaching, and business coaching, and I'm a, a master herbalist. Um, so this model of sustainability that I want to share with you is something I've been working on because it's, it's occurred to me that old models of sustainability tend to consider only environmental factors. And so we don't really, you know, focus in on all of the holistic perspectives when we think of it just in terms of the environment. Certainly, we need a more dynamic approach or point of view. And when we think about psychology and the fact that we're now considering personality in different ways that are not just linear and not um, just a straight line in terms of diagnoses, but we're thinking of more in relationship to a continuum. And so I think we also need to be thinking about sustainability on that continuum and not in a linear fashion because it's multifaceted and it's also... Uh, going to require that we have an integrative approach to it. Humans and all living beings do not exist in isolation, and they intersect and relate to one another on multiple levels and in different ways. And some of these relationships, you know, are consistent, while others of them are momentary and fleeting. But either way, the connection is, uh, whether it's fleeting or consistent, there's a lasting impression that's made. Or you might think of it as a trace element that's a chemical memory that goes into the deeper recesses of our brain and becomes perhaps a conduit or a neural network. At any rate, each experience influences our being and becomes a part of who we are and what we become. And it's this relational connection between these experiences, our acceptance of self, and ability to adapt and maintain health and well-being that promotes sustainability. I'm going to offer you a formula for an integrative approach to developing sustainability, and um, I think you'll find it useful in your life because it can become part of your philosophy for living. The model that I devised consists of development of conscious choice, emotional intelligence, synchronous self, and life balance. In psychology, a lot of times we focus on resilience, but maybe that's just not really enough. You have to find ways to become resilient, but maybe we need to be thinking about resilience in terms of sustainability. Oftentimes in life, we'll experience losses, and many of us have experienced traumatic events. Um, and in some cases, it's not a one-time circumstance. And when these multiple losses or traumatic events occurs, within the individual, the family, or the community, we become more vulnerable. Simply being resilient to withstand these occurrences may not be enough. We might really need to focus on how to sustain and live beyond those um, kind of occurrences. So what is sustainability? In medicine, we've recognized the need to become integrative in our approach in order to offer total wellness. Uh, and what I'm suggesting is that when we look at psychological services, they too need to be part of that collaborative team in order for it to make it easier for the patient or the uh, client you know, to be able to investigate the system and get a higher degree of support. 
So whether we're talking about counseling, psychology, or mental health services in general, they all play a significant role in your care. And how do we move, you know, uh, being a client or a patient into a way where we're able to easily access mental health services? You know, that's not always easy to do in today's world. And so I'm thinking, you know, that we may need to consider the direction of positive psychology and also wellness coaching as it helps us empower ourselves a little bit um, and to utilize mindfulness and wellness practices in order to uh, develop this more integrative and sustainable approach to living. The influences of neuroscience and brain behavior relationships, they provide us an opportunity to have a deeper understanding and functioning and be able to develop our skills that we need to uh, be able to be more sustainable in life. And when we actively participate in our own treatment, we learn in a manner that increases our ability to be able to transfer what we learn and generalize it into new environments and new situations. And that's really critical because you have to be able to do it outside of the therapy office. Um, and so you need opportunity to be able to rehearse and practice these new skills that you're going to be acquiring in order for them to become integrated into your way of being and for you to be able to sustain them. So I want you to think of this integrative sustainability model as it would occur in a dynamic process. So when you go into counseling or therapy, uh, the, the person that you're going to meet with is going to take uh, information from you as part of the intake process. And then they'll assess uh, and diagnose where you're at by doing a mental status exam. Um, and it may be informal, it may be something you're not even fully aware is happening as they're considering all of the different things of, you know, information that you share with them. But then over time, across treatment, they'll review this information and evaluate and hopefully reevaluate over time. So it's an ongoing and relational process. The other thing I think you need to think about in terms of um, sustainability and outcomes in terms of your approach to treatment um, is that you want to be able to have a therapist who can talk with you about not only the relationship you have to them, but how to make your life more sustainable. And so, you know, as we move through choices in life, oftentimes these things come out of habit and they're automatic thoughts and we just react. And sometimes those habits are not very healthy. So ideally, you want to move your choices from that automatic place to a more conscious level and so that you can make choices that are more constructive and not just deterministically defined. And so then you have thoughts that are you know, going to be healthier, that connect to feelings that are healthier, so you make choices that are healthier. And that allows you, over time, to become more resilient um, as I said, we want to go beyond resilience and focus on sustainability. So essentially, we need to understand what is our purpose in life and what meaning do we have in life. The bigger question is why do we exist? And it becomes replaced with how do we maintain this existence of health and sustain life to our highest level of functioning. So, you know, in times of loss and in times of trauma, a lot of times we feel despair and hopelessness. And this is, again, a place where choice could be so critical, given that you have the skills and the ability to create healthy choices. You'll be able to experience more freedom and a higher degree of self-empowerment. 
So I'm gonna to present to you a sustainable model of choice. And it's got four quadrants, the first quadrant being life. And life quadrant is made up of your social, personal, and work lifestyle. The second quadrant focuses in on health. And it's more holistic, it's your mental health, your physical, and your spiritual health. The third quadrant is focused on conscious intelligence and that's your social and emotional intelligence and your ability to think critically and logically and rationally. But I also like to focus in on creative thinking so that it creates that balance in your brain between that critical thinking, which is kind of a left brain function, and uh, creative thinking, which people tend to think of more as a right brain function. So there's the balance between the two. And the last quadrant or fourth quadrant focuses on love and love of self, love of family, and love of work. So choice, like resilience, has been explored by many psychologists, and it's often linked to learning. But what I'm thinking is we need to expand the definition of it and look at it more in terms of uh, the relational perspective that it encompasses. So if we return to the original premise that everything is relational, then this would also apply to all the choices we make. So dividing choice into these four quadrants provides a self-organizational tool that you can utilize. So life is defined by our relationship to self and others and the manner in which we make a contribution via work or our personal and intimate or social relationships. And then health is viewed holistically in mind, body, and spirit and conscious intelligence is devised of knowing, intuitiveness, and monitoring, regulating the use of our thoughts and feelings. And love connects to all the other quadrants because it's the force that drives us to function by connecting us to ourselves, to others, and to the social contribution that we make through the work we do or the roles that we play in life. So the four quadrants create a functional force and a life balance that is movable and it's dynamic and it's interactive. The other thing I wanna to pose to you is that we want to have a strength-based approach to our life. In other words, not just focus on your weaknesses but also look at your strengths. And if you're working with a counselor or a therapist, hopefully that individual is also assessing you from that strength-based approach because that's gonna get us to the place of more of an integrative and sustainable lifestyle because that model is really strength-based, promotes dynamic functioning, and it focuses on well-being and positive planning. So the idea behind this is to get involved with your own healing process and to encourage the development of a wellness perspective and promote any necessary lifestyle changes that you need to make in order to maintain and sustain your wellness. So um, it's gonna go beyond elements of a traditional model, but it has um, evidence-based uh, therapy model involved in it. It's also westernized medicine blended with holistic and spiritual models. And that is what uh, allows us to have more of an integrative and creative approach to sustainability. So when I'm thinking about this strength-based triad, I'm going to uh, pose to you that first we're going to focus on dynamic functioning, which is the promotion of social and emotional intelligence in yourself. And think about that in terms of the process. Maybe you might want to engage in some psychoeducation in order to learn more about social and emotional intelligence. 
Also recommending that you utilize a cognitive behavioral approach to therapy and that you're always going to be focused on developing healthy relationships. That's the dynamic function. The second category is focusing on your well-being. And so um, developing a healthy mental status and mind, body, and spirit connection. So whether you have a diagnosis or not, whether it's mental health or medical, you want to be able to manage that effectively. And we want to look at cultural acceptance and inclusion of yourself and others. And uh, any uh, issues or consideration for gender orientation, that that be presented in an equal way as well. Um, and then not to, to forget about, uh, you know, most importantly, to include positive planning. You know, and it's not just about affirmations, it's also involving action. So grounding to the earthly elements, and I like to consider the tree of life. And so we're looking at faith and healing as part of that integration, healthy empowerment, community integration, and being adaptive, even through periods of transition. So that strength-based triad, which is dynamic functioning, focusing on your well-being and positive planning, there's a lot of literature out there to support uh, you know, this in terms of the emphasis on social and emotional intelligence. There's some controversy around that, but yet it's supported internationally, and many people uh, really enjoy the work of social and emotional intelligence. And so it helps us understand a little bit more about our cognition and um, be able to label and identify our feelings and be able to monitor and regulate them and to be able to develop a healthy relationship to ourselves and others. Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, is very accountable. It gives you the tools you need to, uh, in order to track your progress and any changes in thinking or affect or mood and your functioning. And there's also some newer models of cognitive behavioral therapy that are out there which are also equally acceptable. Dialectical behavioral therapy or acceptance commitment therapy. Those are to name a few. So if you find a therapist who specializes in any of those models, that would be a really terrific place to start. So I'm just posing that when we combine medical services with psychological services, um, you're probably going to have a mental status exam in either situation that will give you more insight into your functioning. And then we want to incorporate this more holistic approach uh, to our um, development of a lifestyle that is integrative and sustainable. So, you know, it's critical that you have the necessary tools to manage any kind of condition you might have been diagnosed with, but don't want to see yourself just as the diagnosis. That's just one element of your total being. And so it's critical that you begin to incorporate and include and appreciate your cultural identity in more of an inclusive way into your treatment. Um, and if there's any you know, consideration for gender identity or orientation, that just adds another element to your wellness identity and it's just simply a part of the total picture. So when we're talking about positive planning, you wanna have the intent and mindfulness approach at the start uh, but it's got to be followed up with planning and action. So without this in place, we're really doing an injustice to ourselves because we miss the opportunity to have um, more skills, to access our skills, to be able to access our strengths and aspects of our resilience that support sustainability. So we want to have a flexible plan that contributes to our feelings and thoughts of confidence 
and they support a healthy choice. So when you're looking for a therapist, you want someone who considers your whole being spiritually, and whether you're talking about that in the religious sense or more of an earth spirit that uh, is part of your general spirituality, uh, just include that facet in your counseling. I mentioned the tree of life. It's found in many circles and can be used symbolically as a way to connect to being grounded. If there's another symbol that maybe is more meaningful to you, then just replace that and use that instead. But it's important to have something that has personal meaning and relevance and is symbolic to you, whether it's a visual image or an auditory image or something that you can commit to memory that represents life balance and wellness. So the outcome in terms of engaging in counseling or therapy is that you want to have healthy self-empowerment. You want to connect to um, yourself in a healthy way within the community to avoid any isolation. And you want to be adaptive and have the ability to transition with flexibility and ease. So it's important that you have a self-directed plan that promotes life balance, wellness, and will sustain uh, healthy functioning. Um, and that's the way that you're going to get there in terms of this integrative sustainability approach to life. So at this point, this position on integrative sustainability is theoretical, um, but there's many components of it that are evidence-based and supported scientifically. Uh, and it's a place, I think, where you consider your subjective point of view meets the objective and that there's room for the two to fit together and coexist in an integrative model of wellness. So collectively, what becomes, you know, before us in terms of influences uh, follows on what happens next in life because the universal consciousness or essence of our being remains part of that spectrum of life. We are united and thus the well-being of illness of one impacts the illness of another. So in the universal love perspective, we support the dignity or integrity of each living being and this continuum expands and creates a centrifugal force of well-being. We mindfully attract wellness when we couple intention with action. Resilience is extremely important and not to be ignored, but perhaps we can offer a next step that will allow you to have total wellness and sustain it for life. Thank you for joining me today on Heal Your Brain Toolbox, and I look forward to talking with you in the future on other subjects, and I hope that you will continue to join in with me. Have a great day. Bye-bye.